my mom who was hardcore praise and prayer. And so my mother would come in, she'd bust open the door in a moment and just start speaking in tongues and singing loud. It's like, this is what we do. It's like, so, you know, I'm five, six years old and she's busting in the room like, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. She's like, this is what we do. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pastors Hangover. That is right. Mm -hmm. I'm here with some pastors, not a pastor. So we're going to introduce the (laughs) panel of pastors we have here. Pastor Hal Mayer. How you guys doing? We have Daryl Black. What's good? And we have Trevor Easterling with us today. Hey, Melissa. You just have some big shoes to fill in that seat that Pastor Craig normally sits in. Yeah, it's impossible, impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> the only bigger Bucks fan at Grace Family is me. Is you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's oh. Pastor Craig. He'll, he'll, he'll agree. He'll agree. With okay. I went yeah. to the Bucks game with both of them. No way. Yeah, with mm-hmm. him and Craig. It, it, was, it was. Did Trevor start a fight with somebody? It, it, we were close. We, it was close. <laughs> the other close. team. The other yeah. team, actually. <laughs> they're, they're on fire for the Bucks. <laughs> Craig did tell me because this week we're going to be talking about praise, and he said he has no singing abilities at all that he was going to have Trevor stand in his. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, he so. did leave his mic on uh, one time, though, and we got to hear him sing. So he does sing. Yeah. The yeah. Bible says to sing. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to, you don't have to sing well. A joyful noise does, a joyful doesn't noise. have anything to do with how well it's done. <laughs> no. There's no yes. skill involved. No yeah. skill involved. It's just yeah. joyful. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and he does it all the time. Like, I'm, yes. I'm impressed so awesome. at how, how loud he sings. Yes, he does. And just like, yo, I don't care if I'm on the pitch or not. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to give it. And I, I love that about him, that I'm standing next to him. It, I mean, the first time he did it, it surprised me. I've been around a lot of pastors, mm-hmm. a lot of preachers, and a lot of them don't even come out during worship. Mm-hmm. They won't even be a part of the worship service and for several different reasons. But most of them I don't like. But they don't even come out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> right. Moving on. But they don't even come out until it's time for them to speak. But Craig is out there worshiping, mm-hmm. healing, and he's loud mm-hmm. and he's off pitch and it's wonderful. And I'm like, yo, yeah. And what's really dope about that is that that trickles down to the campus pastors too. Yeah. Because while I'm at different locations, these guys are always, almost always on the front row, mm-hmm. you know, hands lifted, singing loud. It's, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference in the, in the whole uh, culture of the church. It does. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is super cool. I'm excited for what we're going to chat about today. Trevor, as the, the newbie here, why don't you yeah. give us your take, if someone is brand new, on what pastor's hangover means? What does it mean to you? Uh, well, first of all, I'm a fan of this podcast. <laughs> I've been watching this since the first episode. Y'all doing an amazing job. So it's, uh, this, is, this, is a great, this is a great moment for me. Man, we're glad to have you. Uh, yes. I'm subscribed. <laughs> yeah. I'm subscribed. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> premium sub. Uh, but no, I mean, it's... Uh, it's for, for, so what I've heard from, from teachers you know, throughout the years is, you know, especially with what we do at Grace, we try to respect everybody's time. Our service is pretty much always like right at an hour. So we know for teachers who have a ton of content, you guys spend hours upon hours researching and studying and getting prepped for these teachings. And then you get, you know, 30 minutes, yeah. 35 yeah. minutes, you know, sometimes 25 minutes. Um, and uh, so there's so much going on inside your head and inside your heart um that you don't get to talk about and yeah. so it's great for you guys to have a more long form uh you know situation here for you to connect with folks and folks can ask questions and you guys could dig, dig into it a little bit more so 
And it's just a great non-denominational name for a podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> non-denominational name. I actually looked it up to see if anybody else had the name, and nobody else did. I was like, "All right, hey, oh, there, you go. there we go. There we go. There you go. I wonder why. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it takes well, a certain type of church for well, sure. We could go longer if we just shorten the. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Hey, we can go to two songs. Hey, yeah, it's easier for us. No. And we are going to be chatting about praise today. So if you have not seen Pastor Daryl's message yet, make sure you go over to YouTube and watch The mm-hmm. Power of Praise. His message so from this weekend was incredible. And so we got some Thank questions you. from you guys on, on where he can elaborate in the message, where we can learn more. What else did you guys want to know? So we're going to dive into those here. And yeah. I'm pumped. But is there anything you guys really took away from the message or that you guys wanted to add off the bat? I, I would say for me, you know, the highlight for me is is standing on stage and watching people engage, mm-hmm. especially watching people who I've seen not engage mm-hmm. <laughs> consistently. Yeah. And then to see those people going, I'm I'm clapping and I'm moving and I'm dancing and I'm singing. I had two older guys, older gentlemen. One one guy had a cane. The other guy was in a walker. They weren't even together. But at two separate times, one guy said, comes to me and he says, man, I've never done that in church before. I've been in church all my life and I've never engaged like that before. And, and another guy said, it's been years, you know, since he clapped in church. Mm. It's like, wow. So, and so to, to be able to see that and be a part of that and to give them encouragement and a little bit of fire to go, no, we do this, mm-hmm. you know, and the Bible encourages us to do that. So it's really cool to watch it from my perspective that even seeing people clap off rhythm, yeah. they, I mean, they couldn't even, which just happens. move left to right yeah. uh, together. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it looked like an ocean. It wasn't even the swaying <laughs> the right way. People were going, it doesn't matter. The uh-huh. fact that they were doing it yeah. was a highlight for me. Yes. And so, yeah. Got some people out there in the congregation that are extra Baptist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or extra Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that like, dudes, I, I interact with so many people on the weekend, like mm-hmm. all the time who come up to me like, wow, I was l- different, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they, you know, grew up in a church environment where, you know, you're, you know, discouraged from, you know, being loud, discouraged from moving your body and all this other stuff. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, pretty- well, that's the devil's worship right there. No. <laughs> that's right. Especially drums. Well, and, and for people who don't know, like I grew up in an uber conservative church where yeah. we literally, there was no clapping. There was, we, we did hymns. And I still remember, I remember that to this day, the youth band came in and played one time. And like, I remember watching the lead pastor and his feet started to tap. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. But then they didn't allow them back in again because of that. And I remember like, oh, well, I guess that's bad. And so I I remember, but even growing up, like I ended up becoming a part of church. We definitely clapped, but I still remember coming to a church and the worship pastor going, raise your hand. I'm like, no. I don't have a question. I don't have a question. I don't have a question. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being offended by it. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I think some people don't even realize. Like, I remember because I grew up in that so much. They're like, raise your hands. I'm like, you don't get to tell me what to do. Right. I I get to do this how I want. And so I do. I I think it's funny because you do when you're up on stage. I, I, when I, I didn't always know this, but when I would go for announcements while the music was still going every once in a while, and I look out and I go, oh, this is what you guys are talking about. Cause you do, you see some people into it. Then you see some people just literally staring ahead. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they're standing and they're looking at you, I think Mm -hmm. is great that they're actually doing that, but they're just like, nope, not Uh going to engage. It's it's a dead focus. But I think it's one of the hardest things, especially for men to, to get involved in because I always tell people this. I'm like, where else? Do you go on a regular basis yep. where you go and you sing with other people? No. <laughs> like it it's is. just outside of a concert. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But 
you know, you don't see a lot of men doing that. And right. so it, like, wh where do you see this happen? So it is, it, it's something that is very different, but it's one of those things I think with maturity that at some point you just got to go, well, this is biblical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is something that for some reason I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So we have to go ahead. It's one of those things where you just have to trust God in it. And then once you do it, you realize, okay, so this is why. Yeah. Absolutely. Why. But oh, one, yeah. one thing that really stood out for me, man, that um, I think has been something, it, it's going to be something that is a springboard for us moving forward in our mm -hmm. worship culture at Grace is towards the end, you talked about, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a church thing is the first thing you said. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, where's he going? And then you said, <laughs> this is why y'all need to get here on time. Mm. And uh, I just thought yeah. that was so beautifully said because oh, it's man. like, uh, because the thing you said afterwards was. Um, when, when y'all are late, you know, 10, even 10, 15 minutes late, you know, our front line, the front line of our army, mm -hmm. right. It suffers. Yeah. Um, and that's so true. And the truth is, mm -hmm. um, you know, don't show up early for the ego of the worship team, show up early for you show up yeah. early with, with big expectations yeah. that God is going to work and move because we believe on any given Sunday on any given Saturday, mm -hmm. God can show up like in a real deal way in your life, like in a worship mm -hmm. encounter that'll yeah. change your life forever. Yeah, like one thing that's like a motto for us in the worship ministry is it's not just another Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's not just another Saturday. Like this could be a moment that you look back on forever. Like as a moment that was a life altering moment for you in a worship experience. Yeah. You never know what's happening, man. It's <laughs> one service. There's a guy, no matter what I was talking about, like he had committed to, Oh yeah. Like, this is me. <laughs> uh huh. I hear you. This is where you I don't live. have to call me out like that, man. I, I, it was it was how, but he's like, I live right here. This is nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then when I got into the, you know, it's not about your feelings. I, I so I'm going. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It, but but for me, that's a win. It is for yeah. for Absolutely. even that guy to go. You know what? He's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this even if I don't feel like mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And I'm still going, and I'm going to get something out of it. He didn't know what he was going to get yeah. out of it, but mm -hmm. uh, his wife came to me and goes, "My husband was singing mm. and lifting his hands in church, and he's never done that." Yeah. Beautiful man. And so that that you know that could be the catalyst for something new happening in their family or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that moment got someone to do something that they would not have done otherwise, mm. and so. You know, I'm looking forward to see what our culture looks like. And I'm so looking forward to everybody showing up 15 to 20 minutes early. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Isn't yeah. Is this yeah. my camera? Which one? Which, I'm, which I'm camera? so, man, I'm so looking forward to everybody showing up 15, 20 minutes early to church, man. It's going to be amazing. Uh-huh. It'll be incredible. Now we do <laughs> an awkward, awkward pause. Uh, everybody's staring into the camera. <laughs> Well, yeah. it, it's funny because I'll, I'll have people go, well, why is God so needy? Like, why, why does he need so much praise? Interesting. I'm like, well, God, God's not needy. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's funny. I, I help people. I'm like, praise is a setup. Mm. It, it's a setup because we're reminding our same thing with prayer is we're reminding ourselves how big our God is because mm -hmm. we're yes. about to go. Yes. Many times we're about to go into a message where if if you don't believe your God is big enough. Yeah. You don't think the message is possible. Dude, yeah. You don't point. think the change is possible. You don't think the heart change is possible. You don't mm -hmm. think any of that. So really a prayer and praise, like when we are telling God, we're reminding God of who he is or saying it out loud who he is. We're also reminding ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Like I need to be reminded like how great my God is, mm -hmm. like how big my God is. Because if I don't think he's there, then the message is impossible. Mm -hmm. Like we say it at the end of every message, it's like, guys, you can't do this without Jesus in your life, like without yeah. the relationship. Right. Yep. And so what praise does is it reminds us, oh yeah, it, it, it's, 
it's more powerful than I thought. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than I think. I'm not doing this alone. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think that's what praise does such an incredible job with and worship does is it's setting you up to take another step because when, yes. when you see how big God is, you actually feel mm -hmm. like it's possible. Yes. That's so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, when, you know, we're talking about this, uh, this weekend. That's what King Jehoshaphat is talking about. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what that moment, his prayer opens up. Wait a minute. Aren't you the God of everything? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause it's, he's, we have to remind ourselves and encourage mm -hmm. ourselves. And that's really what praise is. Absolutely. Praise yeah. isn't, because God needs it. Right. It's mm -hmm. more so that we need to be reminded of who God is. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that we can do what God has called us to do and that's walk right. the way God wants us to walk. And so that's the, you know, that's that's the real benefit of it. And it's it's living in a state of gratitude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like things change when you absolutely when your perspective mm -hmm. changes to go, okay, God can do this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, yeah. Another thing too, like that that I that I love that you were talking about is that you know, our level of engagement with, with worship and praise isn't dependent on our circumstance or our feelings, right. Yeah, you know, because the truth is, uh, Alistair Beck is a great, like Christian teacher, theologian. Mm -hmm. He has a great little bit on this where he gets up and talks about it and kind of calls worship leaders out. And he's like, you know what I hate is when a worship leader will get up on stage and go, how do y'all feeling this morning? You know, how's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? And listen, I'm, I'm guilty. I did it. It's like yeah. one of those things that you just go back yep. to, yep. but the truth is, man, it don't matter. Like right. he says, mm -hmm. don't ask me how I feel. Ask yeah. me what I know. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's the truth about worship and about mm -hmm. praise is like, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter how you're feeling. Like it's mm -hmm. an obedience thing. Like you said, it's yeah. an obedience thing. Just carrying it out. It's that's a good. command of God, you know, that's to good. show up and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, since we have another, you know, fellow worship leader here. I, I want to hear a worship fail. Ooh. Oh, that's so easy. <laughs> I, I've, like, I've got them on deck. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. The first oh, time, no. Melissa, yeah, you're going to love this. So <laughs> the first time I ever got like a really big opportunity um, to lead on like the weekend stage here at mm -hmm. Grace, it's been, gosh, I guess like 10 years ago. Cause I've been here yeah. like, a, it's like 13 years. Yeah. Um, and it was a Christmas Eve service. Um, it was like one of the late Christmas Eve services. So it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, like mm -hmm. candlelight service, yeah. Trev, like we're going to have you lead one of these services. You get to kind of craft it how you want to do it. And dude, like I worked so hard on it. We, I like got the band together that I, that I wanted. It's a ton of people there. And I came from a real small church background. Mm -hmm. So coming to Grace, even just playing in the youth band, the, the youth group was like three times the size of the big, the church that I was at, like in its entirety. So it was already kind of a crazy environment, but I'm ready. Like I'm super confident. We get done with the first song. We hit that big chord. Like I killed the solo. We're going, we're, we're killing it. And it's my intro and I've done it 50 times in front of the mirror. I'm ready to go. And I said, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Are y'all excited to he be, to be, to he you guys decided to he be, to, to be here this evening, just like that. Oh. And guys, I'm, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Andre's back there behind the camera laughing right now. That is not an exaggeration. That is real. Just like that. To the point, like, bro, it's recorded. Like, I, I can show it to y'all. This, this, this is this. this can we cut to that? Yeah, this can recording exists somewhere on God's internet. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'll have to find it for y'all. We're going to need but literally, an hour internet. He -de -he -de -de that's all, folks. You know. <laughs> Like in just the like beginning, that. in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> exactly. In the exactly. No, oh. it's a, that's I mean that's the that's the one that like comes right off the top of my head. But dude, dude, we're we're up there. Just so y'all know, we up there making mistakes all the time. Yeah. A lot of people look no. up at us and they yeah. like we work really really hard because we love you guys and we want it to be an amazing experience for y'all across all of our campuses. Mm -hmm. 
but we are not perfect. We mess up all the time. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people like they're sitting in the seats and they might be like a super dope singer or musician. Mm -hmm. They look up and think we got it all together. I'm telling y'all, we need you. We need you. Okay. Yeah, we, we want do. you to get involved. So, you know, don't think we have it all together. We make mistakes all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. tend to not be able to tell unless it's the drummer. I have no idea. Yeah, like rare, that's true. Only the, and that's the hardest part for being the drummer is you're like the loudest human. Uh -huh. And so you're back there doing it. And I'm like, that's right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, poor guy. That's, right. the only, that's the only time that you really notice certain people. Oh yeah. Is when they mess up, that's especially right. the drummer. Cause nobody's paying attention to the drummer. I was the moment he, he, the he's moment on the wrong. He up. Yeah. I always feel I bad for the front of house guys, the sound guys. Cause the, you know, if they do mm -hmm. a great job, you never know they're there. Right. But then if the, if the mic's cutting out, the pastor's like, Hey, let's give it up for our sound guys. Huh? Yeah. Let's, give, let's give it up for them. <laughs> that's better. Look, <laughs> I don't mean to throw my, I might as well. So <laughs> when we were, when I, I helped my dad start a church. And in the very beginning, all kinds of sound issues. We're meeting in a school, all that kind of stuff. And we kept having sound issues. My dad got mad. It's like, what the heck is going on? Like in the middle of a message, like all that. And our worship lead, Blaine, was like, look, you can't get mad at the sound people. I can't get any back there if you keep getting mad at them. And so that's the reason why pastors go, let's give it up for them. Because it's like, that's the only moment. Because the moment the sound messes up, everybody looks back. Exactly. Like they don't even know exactly. who they're looking back at. Yeah. They're just like, what did they you just do? They just know it's right. back there somewhere. Right. right. Meanwhile, y'all so never look. praise them. It's the power and of really, praise. And really, the second worst job is the slide person. Oh yeah, that's oh, the thing. nobody yeah. knows that you're off the but the moment that's the Lord. You guys work. go into another verse or something like that, and they're they're on the wrong thing, and everybody's like, they're well. back there sweating, trying to find it somewhere in the in the archives. You're yeah. like, and everybody in the crowd's like, I haven't memorized this. You know, I need the words. <laughs> I know we've sung this for the fiftieth time. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Melissa, I, I interrupted you. <laughs> that's okay. What, what was the question? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've asked the question. Yet. I don't know. I think we're just getting started here. Um, but we did get a few questions, so we mm -hmm. are going to dive in, but All this right. has been such a blast. Um, the first one that we got, and I think, I think sometimes you guys already touched on it. People think worship leaders, pastors, anyone on stage is perfect. Right. And so the question that came in is, has, have you guys as pastors ever been in a situation where you had to shift your focus on some adversity, shift it away from that into a praise posture? Mm. And I think even just the fact yeah. that someone asked that question in that way, have you ever? Yes. Yeah. Whoever yeah. you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I worked that, in youth right? ministry. That was a regular <laughs> thing in youth yeah. ministry. Anytime Absolutely. in your life, you're going you're gonna to have to do that, no matter who you yeah. are, right? Yeah. So I'm sure you guys have been through plenty of times where you've had to kind of shift. But Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll start off. And it's a youth ministry story. <clears throat> I remember coming back early on in youth ministry, largest group I had ever taken to camp. I was thrilled, excited, all that. Bus breaks down, like one bus on every camp trip has to break down. I remember that. It's a part of it. <laughs> and uh, this was this was actually in West Palm. And oh, okay, we, okay, okay. we get back at like two o'clock in the morning and everybody ends up going home. I walk over to my car and there's a kid sitting there on the sidewalk. And I'm like, why are you here? He, I like, did you call your parents? Not yet. Oh, no. Like, like what? I'm I was hoping cool. you could I'm, give me a ride home, Pastor was, Hal. This was this was back when youth ministry, like when we took camp, it was a full week of camp. So it's a full week of camp. It's about 2.30 in the morning. I give him my cell phone. He calls, he calls, finally he picks up and he goes, all right, my dad's coming. I'm like, how far away do you guys live? 45 minutes. Ooh. And so, and then the dad shows up and then reams me out. Oh God. Just starts yelling at me. <laughs> sure. Why not? And scream. And I, I'm like, in that moment, it was like one of those things I'm like, we just had an incredible right. week at camp. Jesus, like kids gave their life right. to Christ, all that kind of stuff. I remember getting in my truck and going, 
I have a choice right now. I really did. I'm like, I have a choice. Like mm. I'm, I'm thrilled that I was so tired because I think cause I was so tired. I didn't like yell back at him, yeah. mm. but I was just like, what in the world? And I'm like, I just took your kid away from you for a week. Yeah. <laughs> like normally parents are like, thank you. Right. <laughs> They're very grateful. But I, I, I remember in that moment. He thought it was a two week. Uh, right. That's he right. Thought it was two weeks. I remember <laughs> in that moment going, do I, do I have, do I get to focus on this or do I, do I focus on God? And yeah. like, and that's a, that's a ministry experience. I think this happens on a regular basis. This happens mm. like on a regular basis in parenting. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in, in marriage where you go, am I going to focus on what God has already given me? Or are we going to focus on the situation mm-hmm. right here and take it out? But uh, not Daryl. Daryl is a perfect pastor. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never had any problems. <laughs> yes. I don't even get uh, hangnails. We heard you threaten <laughs> some little girl at the volleyball team this weekend. Okay, Daryl? So oh, yeah, that's my that true. To kill her was a little extreme. I was like, he's going to get emails. Was... Did you get emails about that yet? Probably. I haven't checked. You haven't, you haven't, checked, uh, yet. You haven't checked that inbox? I haven't checked yeah. that inbox. Yeah. I, I'll, I, all the complaints go to one inbox. Um, <laughs> no, interestingly, like this weekend, while clearly I'm talking about praise, but I had to really focus myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm on God in a way because uh I had a I had a toothache. Like a really? serious one. A severe I had a root canal yesterday. No way. So the whole weekend I had a severe Whoa. severe Gosh, like I didn't know that. That's like crazy. Piercing pain. Like I felt it in my eye. Like oh, it was just so rough. And it's like, yo, I gotta I gotta preach. And so there, there were moments I'm in the back and my eyes twitching. Like, God, <laughs> like God, God, what's going on right now? So my mouth was twitching at one point. Uh, but it, it really was about perspective. And I had mm-hmm. to go, okay, God, you're good. And you're going to work through this. I, I can't even think right now. So mm-hmm. I, get, I just have to focus on you. Mm-hmm. And God showed up. And so it's like that, that, those are moments where in the moment, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because worship is about to be over mm-hmm. and <laughs> you're up next. And there, there was one point I went in the back, my wife came and she brought me something and I, and I went in the back and I, I thought I had 10 minutes. Like I just need 10 minutes. And I did not have 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and the security guard comes out and he goes, Hey, uh, they're finishing this song up. And so I got to run out and I just had to immediately, I got to focus and go, hey, mm-hmm. this is, what I have to do is bigger than what I feel. Mm-hmm. And so God, speak through me in this moment and let me not pay attention to this. And in the, the entire time while I was speaking, all four services, I felt no pain. There was nothing there. There wasn't any remnants of any pain or nothing. It wasn't until I got home that it, wow. was, that it showed up like, hey, didn't go anywhere. I'm <laughs> uh-huh. still here. And so, That's you know, wild. I thank God for what it, what little medication I did have. But, you know, I, I think we've had those moments all yeah. through life. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that this past year where I had to go, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yes. I'm going to praise God and focus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the most important thing. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. The, there's just so many, you know, there's so many situations throughout, you know, life and ministry. It's been honestly a privilege for me. You know, I got to work with uh, Pastor Hal. Really early on in my career at Grace, we were, I was the youth pastor, and yep. Trev my, was my worship leader. Yeah, and I got yeah. to lead worship for for Pastor Hal doing mm-hmm. youth ministry, and I mean, we seen, I mean, we seen everything. You know, I feel like together, uh, you know, we we stayed in a tent together, and in, in the middle did. of the I woods. I didn't know we were going to share that, but okay. Yeah, on a right. youth trip, 
on a youth hey, trip. On a, on a youth yep. trip. Just uh, randomly. There, yeah. was, there was other people there. We didn't uh, just go hang out in tents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pastor Howell, though, here's the cool thing y'all need to know about Pastor Howell. We're getting real on this podcast I'm right now. I'm a little worried Pastor about what Howell we're going to share. Pastor is the most prepared camper I have literally ever uh, been around. Wow. This man had an air mattress. This man had a battery-powered fan. I mean, this guy He's was a glamper. Ready. He was ready to well, go. Well, that's the okay. thing. We have an age difference. Once you hit a certain age, I oh, can't that- camp anymore. <laughs> I'm like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. So I'm like, I'm going to go camping. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be set up. Like, I don't care what the kids have. One of the, but, but that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's sort of like a microcosm, though, of like what my experience was like with Pastor Howe, like doing ministry, because like you to me, like have always been a great example of somebody who's steady in crisis. And that, like, I thought you always gave me a really great example of that when I was young in ministry. Um, And that's something that I've been able to go to you about, you know, even since then, you know, when I've been in crisis in my own life, you know, you've been there for me and shared wisdom with me and always treated me with unconditional love. Like, to me, there's a a verse towards the end of uh, Acts where Paul and Silas have getting, you know, getting beat, beat up, beat to death, you know, and the they keep telling them stop teaching stop talking about jesus stop doing all these things that you're doing and uh towards the end of the chapter it says they went away rejoicing for having been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name of jesus Mm -hmm. right and it's like man that's my ultimate goal anytime i've Mm -hmm. gone through crisis in my life um anytime i've been you know at, at the absolute bottom it's like let me consider this a gift that that I've been able to get even closer to God through this mm-hmm. situation. So that's like people that we've all lost people that are close to us. You know, we've yeah. all been through seeing people and, you know, go through sickness and all different type of things. And praise is, is the thing that's always there. That's constant. That's always been able to pick me back up mm-hmm. for sure. That's so cool. Yeah. And you said it this weekend, Daryl, you said it's easier to act your way into feelings instead of mm-hmm. feel your way into action. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I mean, you all touched on it with your stories, but there's so much wisdom in that. Okay, yeah. how can I act my way into the feeling will come? You talked about it with marriage was yeah. the example you had used, yeah. right? Yeah. To say, hey, how can I show love and show affection and the feelings will come, yeah. but mm-hmm. the action and, and putting the first things first. Yeah, I think we, awesome. we undervalue doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. undervalue because we, we're such a sensitive uh, culture where it was I, I feel this way and mm-hmm. I feel this and there's so many feelings and then we just we just undervalue just go do something mm-hmm. just do just be yeah uh it's like even when it comes to anxiety and stress you know people say man I'm anxious one one of the things that uh overcame comes anxiety is to go for a walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like go do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. instead of you just sitting in your room right. and, and being depressed and being anxious go walk mm-hmm. yeah. go Go pray, go read, go yeah. go do the things yeah. that are going to help you get your mind out of this slump. And so mm-hmm. because it's it's that doing praise is a doing. Mm-hmm. Praise isn't a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not that it you can't have emotion, because people do. We mm-hmm. we see it in our church. We hear that Temple Terrace. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> more than other places. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there there are people who are very emotional, but praise isn't emotion right it is mm-hmm. the act of obedience and right. it, it is that praise as you said that keeps you consistent in crisis that's right it keeps you content it mm-hmm. keeps you with a grateful heart and so as long as you're willing to do there's a lot of stuff we can overcome if we just so i'm committed to the doing right more than the feeling 
And man, I hope my feelings do catch up. Mm -hmm. But if they, if, if, if your feelings don't catch up, you still get the reward right. from doing. Absolutely. You, you never have to like working out. But if you do it every day, right. you still get the reward. Mm -hmm. your, your body is still going to see the result of you being healthy and living a different yeah. lifestyle. And praise is like that. Man, if mm -hmm. you do, you're going to see the benefit. Yeah. So just go do it. And Jesus modeled that. I mean, mm -hmm. all throughout scripture. Yeah. You know, we saw all the time in Jesus ministry, you know, God, does it really have to be crucifixion? Yeah. You know, does it, does, do I right. really, really have to go through this? Yeah. Oh man, this is not going to be fun, but not, you know, my, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I think the thing about emotion that we have to realize, it's not that your emotions aren't valid. Right. It's it, it, but we have to see emotions as a symptom. Like, and that's the thing we, we do, you understand emotions, you look at emotions. And I think one of the things I talked about, like, especially with men, like we always have to look at our emotions and go, why am I feeling that way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the thing behind it? Yes. And, and so if I can use my emotion to understand why mm -hmm. it's very useful, but if I just allow my emotions to say, this is who I am, they're not, yeah, that's, that, right. that's, that's the problem that happens. And, and it's true. And like you said, I, 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 one company, I think it was Sweden or something like that, did a study and they found out that going for a walk was just as effective as some of the best anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that medication goes out the door, right. mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things that the enemy loves to do is to tell us who we are and make us sit there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there is and nothing worse in life than just sitting there because, and I tell people all the time, like, especially I, I run into or talking with a lot of guys that are in really tough moments. And one of the reasons they're in really tough moments is they, they lost their job. They're in between jobs. And so they're at home all the time mm -hmm. and they're just sitting in their emotions. They're sitting mm -hmm. in their thoughts. Mm -hmm. yeah. I said, that's the problem. I said, you need to go do something. Absolutely. Find a place to, I said, you, well, I got a job starting in two weeks. I'm like, that's fine. Find a place to do something now. Yeah. Yes. Go volunteer, go do something because mm -hmm. the worst thing we can do many times is just sit there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. And, and, and it's, and I think that's one of the reasons praise is so important and prayer is so important in those moments where we do have to sit still, mm -hmm. what are you doing with your thoughts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are they used to praise God or are they used to telling you, are they telling you that you're not worthy, that this is impossible, yeah. that yeah. this situation can't happen? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's the two ways we can spend time alone. Cause time alone is not bad, mm -hmm. but what are you doing with it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. another thing like to, to your question that I would say is like been so crucial for, for me too, is like, you know, I'm married to someone who uh, is incredibly emotionally steady, you know, and consistent. And that's been such a massive blessing, you know, for me in my life. And, and, and so many, I'm, more, I'm more of like a feelings driven type person. You know, my wife is more of like just like a facts, you know, uh, mm -hmm. very straight ahead type of person. And that's been the biggest blessing for me because mm -hmm. she's that steadiness been constantly being surrounded by someone who's like that, right. you know, and being able to feed off of that, you know, energy. So I would say definitely, you know, try to surround yourself with people who are, who can hold you down basically in, mm -hmm. in that, in that sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the next question we got from some people online was you had said in your message, Daryl, that praise can be used as a weapon against the enemy. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? How does that work? Um, well, let me start this way. Like when I, when I hear it out loud, it reminds me of my mom who was hardcore praise and prayer. And so my mother would come in, she bust open the door in a moment and just start speaking in tongues and singing loud. It's like, this is what we do. It's like, so, you know, I'm five, six years old and she's busting in the room like, bless that wonderful name of G. She's like, this is what we do. We starting the day off with praise. So I would go in kindergarten. I'm going to school 
singing old songs because that's because <laughs> that's how we start the day. So, and epic. so, you know, and we would start the day singing to get to get all the darkness away. So mm. you you start with the sun. You start with the uh, hope and you start with that. That's and cool. so I think in the same way uh, that can happen in your house because praise is about gratitude. Yeah. The enemy can't stick around when you're full of joy. Mm hmm. Like it just, it can't survive in that joy. He survives off depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and, and hopelessness. He survives off that. But praise says the opposite. Praise is constantly saying who God is mm -hmm. and what God yeah. can do. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy can't, he doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. So he, he stays as far away from you as he can. And yeah. I do that around my house, around my kids. And, and, you know, and praise is also us quoting scripture. It's yes. not just saying that, but I can, I can praise any scripture. I can open up and just say scriptures out loud because this yeah. is my prayer. This is my praise. And that's yes. how you use it as a weapon. Whatever you're facing, whatever your issues are, are you quoting scriptures right. that remind you yes. that God is the God of peace, that mm -hmm. reminds you that God can heal, that God can heal, deliver you? Are you saying those things out loud? And yeah. then do you believe it? Mm -hmm. and, and here's what I love about praise. You don't have to start by believing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you repeat it. It's happened in my life. You repeat it until you convince yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Like, I'm going to keep saying this until I'm encouraged by it. Like, you can't keep saying that God is a, make, uh, a way maker and then eventually not believe that he's going to make a way. Because mm -hmm. he will. Because what you repeat to yourself, that's that's what you celebrate. And then that will get into your soul. And then that changes how you live and yeah. what you do. So when anybody shows up with anything, you go, no, I know God is a way maker. Mm -hmm. No, I, there's no way I could believe that because I know that God will make a way. I don't know what yeah. it's going to look like. I don't know how he's going to do it, but yeah. God is going to make a way. And so the devil is always looking for doubt. He's mm -hmm. looking for any small crack to come in. But if you're using praise as your shield and your sword, you're like, yo, you're not coming through here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing that, you know, that I think about when I think about consistent, you know, people who are consistently joyful. That's one thing since I've known you just a very short amount of time mm -hmm. since me and you went and got lunch at the uh, little taco, uh, the Azul taco Come place on, over yes. here. Um, like when we first met and we were we were talking back and forth, you're somebody who's been in ministry like a lot of rich years of ministry, but you still have like a joy, like you just started. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I really appreciate about you. That joy is mm -hmm. infectious, it's contagious. And I would say like me and you have both interacted with people who are like the church folk, like say the right thing type of joyful. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. where it's like, they know what to say to make yeah. it seem like everything's good, Yeah, but they're really bitter. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, and, and that bitterness is contagious just like the joy, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. part is contagious. Yeah. And so um, I would say, you know, praise is a weapon when you can praise God consistently. And like you said earlier, be grateful consistent, consistently. My dad always told me one of the worst things you can be is bitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you, you know, you can be a lot of things, but bitter will, will take you down the, uh, the wrong path really, really fast. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, anytime, you know, we could choose gratitude. Um, there's a song that I listen to like pretty much anytime I'm down, uh, that'll pick me right back up. Uh, uh, keep on getting better. Uh, and oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and, and, like, yeah. and that, that's something that plays in my head, even like in the moment sometimes when I'm frustrated or yeah. I'm like feeling down or I'm feel, feeling bitter, 
Uh, you know, yeah. I'll remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing that you cannot be shaken because I've seen what you can do. Yeah, I right. Think you, I think you gotta sing it. No, nah, yeah, that's that's all right. That's all right. We'll add it as tag. We'll tag it in soon. Yeah. We'll tag it in soon. But and just just yeah. to add add to that, I think you know it, statements that I've heard from people is like you can't be happy all the time, or you can't be this mm -hmm. all the time. You know, praise isn't denial. Right. <laughs> it's. It's not, you know, for the people that's mm -hmm. like, every time you see them, oh, I'm always, yeah, man, God is blessing. I'm blessing, highly favored. All Praise isn't denial that stuff is going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Praise is, yeah, I know stuff is going on and God is still good. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I'm I'm not in denial that my tooth was jacked up. Mm -hmm. Like, that really happened. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. not in denial right. that right. we went through some sickness and whatever, the, some challenges we had this past year. Yeah. But God is so much bigger and better than all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. In the midst of that, I'm still very grateful for all that is happening. And, and I had a chance this weekend to do that in real time. Like, I'm in pain. But, man, this is wonderful to watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, I'm blessed right now because look at what I get to do. Mm -hmm. And we'll deal with the tooth tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's, it's not denial of the stuff. And often I've found that. When my head is right in praise, God will give me answers. Yeah. He will give me answers. He will mm -hmm. lead me to the right people because mm -hmm. my focus is right. right. My mm -hmm. perspective. I'm not bitter or mad or just sulking. I'm, I'm thinking about him and he's thinking about me and he's giving me the answers of bringing the right people. And sometimes when you're not in the right perspective, you can't even hear the right people. Right? That's right. Mm -hmm. You don't even hear the answers because you're not in the right place to be in. Yeah, right. So mm -hmm. praise opens up your ears. It opens up your spirit to mm -hmm. be able to hear what God really wants you to hear so that you can be content. Yeah. And, yeah. and whatever that next level is. That's good. So. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you guys saying is, you know, I, I just read Craig Rochelle's Winning the War in Your Mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Great Joyce book. Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. When you mm -hmm. hear about how is praise a weapon against the enemy? Well, the war is in your mind, yeah. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And if you can win this and you can focus on praise and you can focus on God and you can focus on not yourself, mm -hmm. right? And take your, your eyes off of you and put them on God and praise and, and honor and glorify him, yeah. then you'll win every day. Yeah. Absolutely. So you said you're not a pastor, but that's, I mean, you got, you got good. bars. Am I qualified? Yeah. You got yeah. bars. That's all it took? That was, that was bars. <laughs> that's all it takes. I love it. That's all it <laughs> Well, that was, that, was, that was my contribution to the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, those are all the questions that we got today. Unless Trevor wants to close this out with a little jingle for the pastor's hangover. Definitely not. Uh, but but I but I do love you guys. Okay. You don't want right. it. You don't want it. What we practice. Oh, the thing that we one, two, two three. three. We, we just a did a podcast together. together. With, with Pastor How. Oh, you went minor too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go? I thought I was gonna get you, but you went minor too. <laughs> I just love weird. that they're saying that. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you went minor. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed we went, that. we went major. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Oh, you went to the nine. Yeah. I, yeah. Can I get Ann Melissa so we could put in Anna on the edit? Pastor Hal and Melissa. Uh, that's going to be on the. Remix. Oh, you the remix. <laughs> oh, you want writing credits now? Right. Bro, she she's, said she's trying to. She has one good verse. Song. She had one good yeah. verse, and now she wants writing song. credits. <laughs> like. First of all, you just did your first sermon. You're jumping. Come on. Bro, so just, just chill. Slow down. Chill. Slow down. <laughs> and that is another episode of The Pastor's Hangover. We will see you guys next week.